Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Our show tonight is co-hosted by John LeCron, and we're going to be talking about the intentional divisions in the public and the hatred that has been fomented, the viciousness, um, this last four years in particular. Not that it hasn't always been there, but these last four years have truly been stunning in the level of hatred and viciousness and this is usually by people waving a bible and quoting bible scripture but not always and this is all done for a reason this firing up of the public is all done for a reason it is to keep us fighting amongst ourselves and they do this to make sure we do not coalesce and fight back and it um it's just something we need to realize is happening. Uh, and we need to realize how successful they have been in causing this to happen in the public. Everything has been done to create and encourage division. And along with this is intolerance. Uh, if you notice something, and I'm going to point out something about the January 6th assault on the federal complex there. These were primarily white people. If this had been black people, if they'd had assembled on the lawn in waving guns and putting up uh, gallows with a noose to hang the vice president of the United States and one of them swearing he wanted to find Nancy Pelosi so he could blow her brains out. If this had been black people that had assembled, there would have been a river of blood all the way from that complex to the Potomac, and it would be littered with the bodies of black people. They'd have opened up on them and mowed them down. But because they were white and privileged, and you can sit there and scream all you want to, but this is an intentional creation, this constant marginalizing of people of color and the constant promoting and encouraging of white people. Now, personally, I have a big problem with that. You may not, but I do. But what we have seen happen from that, that that group that assaulted the Capitol has in many cases been glorified. Their response to that has been, well, Black Lives Matter, and look what they did in Minneapolis. We know for a fact that in Minneapolis, the first bottle thrown, the first fire started, the first window broken was by two Minneapolis police officers, and it was the catalyst for them wanting to defund and take the police department apart. Um, This was just too much. Then we know, too, that two busloads of white supremacists were stopped east of the Twin Cities who were being sent in to make sure a riot occurred and that things went off the rails. A lot of what you saw of destruction and fires and everything else was not the Black Lives Matter people. These were provocateurs sent in. This was a photo op. 
and to marginalize yet again and say, look how terrible this group is, and they want special privileges. No, they just like the same privileges you've got. But I'm using this as an example about how we have been monitored and controlled and manipulated and conditioned into accepting this kind of thinking. I say this viciousness that arose over the last four years over this unstable, incompetent, womanizing, misogynistic, pathologically lying man was it, it was it was like it brought out the real ugliness in the country, and they have played off of this. And but several things are done. I'm, I'm bringing these things up to you for you to realize that in every aspect of what we are dealing with is this us against them mentality. This thing with pro vaccine, um, they come out with all of this misinformation about how wonderful vaccines are when in fact. They are quite damaging. And because, let's say, for instance, the HPV vaccine that was supposed to prevent cervical cancer, really, and um, there is a 40% increase in cervical cancer in the girls who took that vaccine and also a 40% rate of infertility. It is used to sterilize. So what we're seeing is we've got these people who think vaccines are, are absolutely the answer to everything. Vaccines have never wiped out the first disease. It has never happened. There has never been herd immunity that they keep screeching about. And yet, if anybody puts out from in there's from doctors and scientists that these things don't work, they're very damaging. And we immediately label, or some of us do, label them as quacks. They must be quacks. And here these people are the leaders in their field. And prior to coming out and saying, we've got to quit doing this, why they were looked to as some sort of deity. But because they came out against vaccines, they are just, oh, my God. Uh, they are attacked relentlessly. They lose their jobs. They do all kinds of things to them. And they put out a tremendous amount of material, um, just most of it fictional, fabricated, and why that person is wrong. I don't know how many injured babies have to be handed back to their parents after a vaccine before we stop this. Um, another little side on those SIDS, sudden infant death, was so rare prior to the beginning of vaccines that it wasn't even mentioned in the medical literature of the time. Since they started a vaccination program, it now is a commonplace occurrence. In light of that, the CDC... And Health and Human Services have directed doctors not to collect any information or stats on the death in associated with vaccines had they been vaccinated recently, whatever. So everything that we're looking at that's presented publicly is a form of censorship because it does knock out all rational thinking. It does wipe out the actual statistics. It does leave the public with a misconception about what these things are and what they could potentially do to you. And as I've said many times before, what other product other than pharmaceuticals do you know of that can come out? I said, what if Ford made a car and said, everybody's got to have one. But when you're going down the road, the front wheels might fly off of it. But we're not responsible for that. Does that make sense? Would you accept that? Why, when you're dealing with these young people's lives? 
Would you allow someone to inject them with a cocktail of toxic material, the DNA of unrelated species, human diploid cells, live and dead viruses, fungus, and bacteria, and think you have accomplished anything? You have set your child up for a lifetime of disease. But the attacks coming, the the anger from people who have bought this lock, stock, and barrel about what a wonderful thing it is will, again, attack you, and you have to be avoided, and you're a conspiracy theorist, and that's fake news, and the jingoism is never-ending. Other people become very vocal in their objections to what you think, and they cannot just agree to disagree. This is a full-on attack, and of course we have trolls that sit, spend their day, get paid to sit on the internet all day and look for material that is counter to what the government wants you to think, and an attack is started. And they show up on websites, they show up on Facebook, you know, social media, and they are very vicious, and many times the profanity is unbelievable. And But this is what I'm telling you. All of this is done for a reason. It's to keep us warring with each other. As long as we're fighting each other, we can't accomplish anything. We cannot get anything done as long as we are divided. And that old saying, united we stand, divided we fall. It's not enough anymore to agree to disagree, to peaceably disagree with someone else and state your case and be civil and caring about it. It has to be this full-on, whatever this is, attack is what I call it, and you are carefully spoon-fed a constant stream of absolute drivel that has no bearing on the truth. Uh, The mainstream media is a big problem with that. I'm glad to say they are now down to 7 to 8% of the audience they had 10 years ago. People have left them, and they have gone to social media where there is better reporting by people who actually did the research and concluded something different than what they're spewing on mainstream media. And this is the driver in all of this. And I want to point something out. Back when this COVID thing first started, the battle over toilet paper. And from friends in Australia, I heard the same thing happened there. Also in Canada, France, Germany, people were fighting over toilet paper. And I honestly thought, how can this happen? This has got to be something going on. Well, it turns out um, there's speculation that it just might possibly could have been, maybe it was, a PSYOP. It seems to me if everything was shutting down and we were in danger, the last thing I'd be fighting over is toilet paper. And yet spontaneously, globally, this is exactly what people did. Now, I could have seen it if they were fighting over the last pack of hamburger, but toilet paper, if you don't have anything to eat, I don't think toilet paper is going to be a concern. But anyway, but this is what I'm saying. This was a PSYOP. This was a carefully crafted operation that went on globally, and they did it through TV, which is why many people no longer watch TV, Um, and they are using subliminal suggestion. Uh, We had that one hearing in front of the Senate where they were talking about exactly this, and it was out of Homeland Security and how they tested the the willingness of the public to believe anything using subliminal 
suggestion that would flash on the screen, your conscious mind would not see it, but your subconscious mind did, and it accepted it as the truth. And so this is done to us constantly, this constant conditioning and brainwashing, and it's planted in your mind. You don't even know what's going on. To support this, there is now a massive uprising by people who have been targeted electronically, and this is documented. We're hoping to have some of those people on uh, the whistleblower show in the near future, um, but they can prove what they're saying. They have been attacked, you know, cyber attacks is what they are, and they cause all kinds of discomfort in these people, And but this is what I'm saying. They're working on this constantly, but the driving force and everything, the only way any of this works is if they can keep us fighting among ourselves so that we don't pay any attention to what they're doing. And I say, having been in D.C. more than a few times, once you get out there, you quickly realize there are not two parties. There are just two factions of one big party, and you wasn't invited. But this is what we're going to be discussing tonight. Um, the the pro-vaccine misinformation, political divide, censorship, and the removal of love from the community. And love doesn't mean sending each other big gushy valentines or anything. It just simply remains caring and concern for your neighbors, for people you don't know, for family, treating everyone in a respectful way. And, you know, people will respond to you by how you act. You will get from people exactly what you put out. And they have used this repeatedly. So a lot of these things that you read uh, about how, you know, it's these uh, people, these extremists, oh, it's, it's Antifa, oh, it's Black Lives Matter, oh, it's this one, it's that one. It's not us. Don't look at us. And this constant conditioning and cranking the public up to cause this divide. And this is what they want, is this divide, because this is the only way the new world, world order can come to fruition. With all of that said, um, to expound on this is my co-host, John LeCron. John, take it away. Good evening, Marty. Thank you so much. Once again, always a pleasure to be here with you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Twilight Zone 2.0. This puts to rest anything, it dwarfs anything we ever watched on all those old versions of the Twilight Zone or the newer ones. This world has really gone psychopathic. It has turned upside down, left, right, and center, and across the corners in any direction you might imagine, other than the one direction it needs to go, which is the world where everybody is not insane. Where sanity, common sense, love, care, concern, critical thinking skills all apply. <clears throat> well, folks, all I can say is welcome to the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of notes here, different things to talk about tonight. But uh, going back to what Marty was saying a minute ago, you know, when we talk about all of these different entities out there, and I don't care if we're talking about the Democrats, the Republicans, Antifa, ISIS, or anything else, they all seem to have one direct tie-in. They're tied into the cocaine importing agency or criminals in action, whichever one you want to call them. Maybe you want to actually call them what they call themselves, the Central Intelligence Agency. 
Or the other version of that is the FBI. And again, we have a series of problems here when government uses false flag attacks to bring about a desired agenda. And false flag attacks are becoming more and more commonplace. And it's not that you can't even prove that they're false flags because you can, even with government's own records. Because as time has moved on, we've seen example after example. If you challenge the official story, I remember challenging the official story of 9-11 on 9-11, okay? I was looking at all the symbolism there. I was looking at, okay, none of this makes sense. You know, I used to be military, so I understand how uh, the world works when it comes to uh, if a country got attacked or something. I says, okay, that alone was suspicious in New York. But don't even get me started on anything impacting something in Washington, the District of Criminals. I can assure you that place is you know, is protected like Fort Knox in 2.0. There was a quote-unquote threat coming in. Well, let's simply say the threat would be terminated long before. Because remember, again, folks, that's a no-fly zone. And it's so convenient that there's just no aircraft on this side of the country. What kind of logic is that? All of a sudden, these buildings magically come down on their own footprint. How wonderful is that? Sure says on cleanup costs and damage to uh, the surrounding buildings that otherwise would have been in the hundreds of millions, I'm sure. But again, we don't want to question any of these narratives. Because should we question these narratives, we have to come to only one conclusion. We're being lied to. Shocking, I know, but that's the way the world works. You know, if you expect known liars to actually speak the truth when their lips are moving, um, I got a bridge to sell you here in Tennessee, and it's uh, right. It's so beautiful. It goes out on oceanfront property and the whole nine yards in Tennessee. Okay, so the lies are forever prevalent. The object that we have to do is see through the lies and see, you know, there's that old saying, follow the money. Follow the money. It's not complicated as a concept and you notice something when you follow the money it always seems to come back to the same groups of people the central bankers the vatican and the crime syndicates masquerading as governments okay more power for the elites and uh you know more <clears throat> slavery for the slave class if you're expecting a different result based on your favorite puppeteer who is in turn your puppet master well again we can't help you, folks. Molly and I simply can't reach you. You might as well just go away now. But on the flip side, you're going to sit there and question the narrative, and you're going to sit there and question what these people say and do and call them out for their criminality. Well, again, now we've got a conversation to have. You know, I've talked about the fact that every time I file one of my court cases, 134 crimes of government agents, most of them being felonies. These are done on a daily basis without the slightest consideration. No consideration at all. Who's going to challenge us? We're in charge. Okay. You ask yourself the question, why? Why do you want criminals in charge? Why do we want psychopaths in charge? Pedophiles. Generalized scumbags. Known people that can be bought and paid for. Why would we want these people, quote unquote, in charge of us? Well, folks, I don't know about you, 
But when I see a mafia entity, and I don't care if it's the blue mafia, the bomb mafia, or the government mafia, because they're all three the same thing. There is no difference. Um, in the end, all I see is the criminality. All I see is the corruption, the destruction, the murder. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's called murder for a reason. Just because it's done by this thing, government agents, doesn't change the fact that it's murder. <clears throat> A lot of Nazis discovered that after World War II was over. So many Nazis were actually taken, the ones that, of course, didn't escape in Operation Paperclip, <clears throat> over here, courtesy of the United States, Inc. A lot of them lined up against the wall and shot for their war crimes. And again, Marty and I have talked about war crimes here on this show. They're everywhere, folks. Everybody seems to forget that in a society that has got to the point where murder is acceptable, death and destruction, slavery, you know, extortion, racketeering, all these crimes committed by agents in government is acceptable to the population. Is it any wonder why we're going through all of this? Take a look around you folks and ask yourself, I don't know the average age of the listener here. I'm assuming between 35 and 50, probably a few older and maybe a few younger. But the point is, we have seen a different world than the world we're looking at in 2021. And if you're not scratching your head, asking the question why, and more importantly than that, a little concerned about it, then I don't know what to tell you. Because the red flags are everywhere. It's like a neon sign flashing. Danger, danger, danger. Everything that is taking place has been for one purpose and one purpose only. To move us in a certain direction away from our best interests. It's called the Hegelian dialectic, okay? Problem, reaction, solution. Government agents create the problem. The people react. And government brings in their solution, which is, of course, more government. Now, none of it's based on market-based principles. None of it's based on common sense and logic. None of it's based on, okay, if the crime rate goes up in a community, then make sure all the people are armed to the teeth. You'll notice a significant drop in the crime rate in that community. But they use arguments like, no, 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 no. We have to have gun control. And then you look at places like Chicago or Los Angeles and Detroit and ask yourself, well, we got gun control. How come they got murders every night, two, three at a time, sometimes five or six? Um, because it's not about the guns. It's about the control. This is the proverbial problem. We have a society that has been conditioned from birth to have an attitude of a slave status. And I don't know about you, Marty, but I'm not too prone about slaves, free range or not. It's just the thought of having, uh, being told what to do. You know, it goes against my natural state. And granted, you know, I was a grunt there for a lot of years, working for the United States Inc. as a mercenary for them. But nevertheless, even so, recognizing that some of the orders were being given by people that, shall we say, are a little on the psychopathic side, a little bit, uh, shall we say, unhinged. I met a few of them, trust me. They're in the Army, they're in the Navy, they're in the Air Force, they're in the Marines. But more importantly, they're in places in government. 
They're in places in your police departments, your sheriff's departments, your city councils, your county commissions. They're everywhere. And the sad truth of the matter is, you know, again, we talk about this thing called common sense. Well, common sense now isn't common. It seems to be a superpower. It doesn't need to be this way, folks. Critical thinking, logic, and reason. Those are simple things to recognize. But again, what do they do? Emotion-based responses. They need to keep you in a negative attitude. You know, I talk about all the time, trauma-based mind control. It's a part of the pattern. When you're going through trauma, it impacts your thinking. You cannot think critically, okay? And because you cannot think critically, well, guess what happens? Now they got you emotionally on their little stick, and now they can manipulate you however they want to. And I saw a classic example of that today, earlier today. You know, I'm at the checkout counter there uh, behind this other lady. She, of course, got a mask and has a few uh, groceries in her hands, and I'm, of course, not wearing one. And uh, I got just a slightly too close to her, and she says, six-foot rule. And I kind of chuckled. I says, look up uh, the World Economic Forum, and it's all about the global economic reset. You know, basically all I said, and I respected her six-foot rule. But she's not going to do any of that. Because, again, she has been conditioned to accept that that mask will, quote-unquote, save her. And the fact that she pointed out the fact I wasn't wearing one. You're not wearing a mask. Keep away from me. Okay, fine. You know, I got no problem with that. But her attitude, attitude, and this isn't the first time I've seen it. You see it when you walk into some stores and somebody that's at the checkout clerk has a uh, Hitler complex. Now they're a little dictated with power, and they call the cops. Or they say, get out. Okay, fine, I'm out of here. Not a problem. We have grown accustomed to accept even the smallest of people bossing us around under the authority of the state who, quote-unquote, its agents say, you must do this or else. Okay? When we accept the tyranny, we also have to realize and accept the responsibility for what happens afterwards. We do. And I mentioned, you know, I think it was back in uh, either late November or early December is when they started injecting people. And then the bodies did start piling up. Again, and that hit hasn't really taken place yet. Because I think uh, in the country, I think it's only about 10% of the people have been quote-unquote vaccinated. And remember that injection that they're giving you is not a vaccine. It is genetic engineering. That's what it is. And it gives those companies rights to do certain things to you and rights to tell you what you can and cannot get. You want your health care decisions made by a corporation? <laughs> Congratulations. You thought Obamacare was bad? Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. As this crap continues to go through people's bodies, causes the damage that it's going to cause, more and more people are going to die, and then people are going to start playing, see, 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 coronavirus. 
No, coronavirus response. There's a difference between the two. And like Marty continuously likes to point out, they haven't even identified the original. Okay? So how can they now identify the variant? Come on, folks. Logic and reason here. Critical thinking skills. It's not complicated. And you look at the test that they use. The creator of the test. The man that created the test. Calling Falsy a liar and a scumbag. Okay? And this is before, you know, the coronavirus hoax. Called him out multiple times. I've watched the interviews. And nevertheless, magically he just dies conveniently the year before. No, he wasn't a young buck, and I get that. But let's just say the last time I had seen one of him alive, he was still looking pretty good for a guy in his 70s. Okay? he was fairly healthy but remember we're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry not millions ladies and gentlemen billions and we've already established through Obamacare and everything else that oh well their quality of life is lower so guess what you're useless eaters since their quality of life can never get any better for whatever reason, oh, they must have been allergic to the injection. Well, let's just, you know, terminate them. Save on health care costs. Uh-huh. I don't know how to make it any clearer to people. I really don't. We have been given the power of the Internet. And the only reason they have not gotten farther along this trip than they have is because of people like Marty and people like me. We have been doing the necessary things to checkmate the powers that should not be. We've been calling them liars. We've been exposing their corruption. We have been doing everything that we can do to try to educate the masses to the scam that is taking place. And, of course, I'm not just talking about this latest version. No, we've been doing it for 20-some years. Okay? That's the truth of the matter. You have the most powerful tool in the world sitting in your phone or on your desk somewhere. You have it. But how is it that you use it? Is it just over there on Facebook so that you can, uh, you know, swap recipes and show dinners? Catch up with old friends? And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. But are you prepared to go to Facebook jail for a week so that you can make a point? Are you prepared to do it for a couple weeks and then a month? Because, again, the censorship is real. We should not be dealing with censorship, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? And one of the biggest things that they've been sharing lately has been uh, Dr. Seuss books. Oh, they're hateful. Okay. And then they compare it to a song, and I'm not even going to state it here for the record. Okay. The first two parts of it are wet ass, and then you can figure out the third part if you want to do the search. It doesn't matter to me, but I'm not going to do it here on this radio show. And those are the comparisons. One is acceptable. But other has innuendo that may seem a little bit, oh, 
politically incorrect, a little bit too racist. What are they doing? They're changing the names of sports teams. All the things that Americana is. The first thing that happened this year after the new Congress is father, husband, mother. Those terms you're not even supposed to be using anymore in the Congress. Hello? I don't know about you, but I'm here to tell you. I can't see what to replace them with. I really don't know how to replace them. They're changing history. They're making fun of it. They're insulting it. You know, I saw a meme today that showed uh, one of the Civil War memorials. It was vandalized. And no, it wasn't even a southern one. It was in the northern state. It was the 54th Regiment. And folks, for you that don't know what the 54th Regiment was, that was a colored unit, the second one. And they did wonderful things for their army. And as you've heard me say before, the War of Northern Aggression, but aside from that, it was always about divide and conquer, even back then. Because back going back to 1822, the Vatican got with several of the kings of Europe and says, listen, we can't let this freedom thing take off. Uh-uh, can't do that. And one of the countries they targeted was America. They pitted off both sides against the middle. And it started a shooting war. Oh, it was all about slavery. No, it wasn't. All wars are bankers' wars, folks. The war was lost by the South, yes, but it was also lost by the North. Because the only thing that was left at the end of the war was a bankrupt corporation and a standing army of Union troops. And a bunch of vultures and a bunch of vipers and a bunch of bankers who were pillaging the North and the South. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, your history does tell you something. The only question is, are you willing to pay attention to it? Now, I know my history. I love my history because when you actually know history, everything makes perfect sense. How we got to this place. What happened after the War of Northern Aggression? That's easy enough. They created a brand new class of quote-unquote citizens that had never existed before. 14th Amendment corporate debt slaves. They took out Lincoln, again, all tied into the Vatican, and you can say, hey, John, that's conspiracy theory. No, it's not. It's in the congressional record. Hello? But you see, people don't realize that there were four people targeted that day, not one. Secretary of State Seward was also hit. Now, he survived the attack, but he was looking to a death sentence. Vice President Johnson, he was a target. His guy weakened and uh, chickened out. And then a good general, well, he left town, so his guy didn't get to him. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know your history, you do not know what happened. All wars are bankers' wars. They always have been in the last several hundred years. 
first with ties to the Rothschild, and they in turn with ties to the Vatican. And you can get as offended as you want. I don't care. There are three city-states in this world, and you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. The Vatican, the city of London, and Washington, D.C. All roads do lead to Rome, folks. And the city of London, well, that's your financial your center, and that's also your quote-unquote um, legal center. Which is why here in America we have English law ruling over us. Which, by the way, is tied into Vatican law, which is why you have all those nice Latin words being used in quote-unquote American courts. Uh-huh. And so what's Washington, D.C.? Oh, that would be the military center. Is it any wonder that we're policing the whole world? No, it's not. The Vatican buys armies the way we buy bread at the grocery store. The bankers own the politicians. And yes, they own you too. You will do what you're told or else. Now, you can be offended by that statement if you want to, but the evidence bears this out. I have explained 1933 bankruptcy of the United States Incorporated. I have explained how the criminal banker trader from New York, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, hypothecated all the people and all of their property to stand as surety for the United States Corporation's debts. Today is a day of national consecration, the first words out of his mouth. Nation, that's your corporation, not your country. And all of its citizens, quote-unquote, 14th Amendment corporate debt slaves. Consecration, well, look that word up. means you're working for the church. What did I say? All roads lead to Rome. You're definitely working for the church. And this isn't a dig on Catholics. No, you've been enslaved just right alongside of the rest of us Protestants. It's a criminal enterprise. Recognize that. You want to throw anything in there, Marty, before I continue? No, go ahead, John. You're doing good. All right. So... Look at some of the other things that they're doing, okay? You know, I like my uh, pancake syrup, okay? And if you get the right kind, you know, coming straight out from the tree, well, that's great. But for all of the rest of us, you know, that uh, don't have access to that, because it is kind of expensive, there's Aunt Jemima. Well, I don't know about Marty, but I've been uh, eating Aunt Jemima with my pancakes for 45 years, and I'm sure if I had pancakes when I was a tiny little tot that I was probably having it then too, okay? But they took off a black woman. Honorable. Everybody recognized Aunt Jemima. Everybody recognized that that's Americana branding. Same with your uh, Land O'Lakes Butter. A Native American woman. Beautiful picture. Now that's gone. How are these things which celebrate these diversity things that we're supposed to say we love this? How are these racist? How is that? I don't know. Uncle Ben's rice. 
Same story. Black man on race. Oh, that's racist. No, it's not. Oh, we can't have the Redskins team. And by the way, sports are rigged, folks. Look up Gematria. Gematria affects sports. YouTube. But nevertheless, can't have the Redskins out there. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, that's just so offensive. Very racist. No, it's not. It's American history, folks. And if you haven't figured out, the Chinese are busy doing away with an awful lot of American history right now as they buy up big swaths of this country. It's not just the Chinese, folks. It's entire sections of the country are being bought up by all these different countries that are getting rid of their worthless dollars, which have been mass printed and sent overseas. And keep in mind, the Obama administration actually gave the CHICOMs Plates, ink, and the ability to paper necessary to produce those bills as well. All fiction. The central bankers are now buying up every asset that's not laid down. If you sit there and you look at the amount of quote-unquote money, and remember there's no such thing as money. There's only Federal Reserve notes, which are a liability to the United States Corporation. They are not money. They're negotiable debt instruments. You can verify this by going to 12 United States Code 411. 12 United States Code 411. But regardless, it was all fiat. And for years, it was basically flat at so many trillion, a couple trillion or something. And yet in the last few years, it's literally a rocket ship. They call it a hockey stick because that's what it looks like. Where you have literally almost a 90 degree angle there. And a staggering growth in the amount of quote unquote money being mass printed. Do you not recognize that's the destruction of your currency? Not that I'm a fan of the Federal Reserve because again you've heard me call them a criminal enterprise for year after year after year. Don't get me started on the manipulation of the precious metals market, amongst other things. J.P. Morgan Chase, which paid almost a billion dollars for their manipulation, which, of course, was just a slap on the wrist for them. You know, they, (laughs) hey, carry on my wayward son. Because, again, you don't realize that J.P. Morgan Chase and uh, U.S. Inc. made a deal when they uh, bankrupted uh, the country back in 1907. There's been a direct tie, a direct tie-in with everything that they're doing. And when we're dealing with bankers, I've explained this again. All it is, it's a form of vulture capitalism. That's it. Bankers destroy the economy, take it all away for pennies on the dollar, and start the cycle all over again. They've pillaged this country again and again and again and again and again and again. The last pillaging was in 2008, and I knew about it It was going to take place in 2006. It never actually stopped. But this latest pillaging, you've heard me talk about it here on the show. This latest pillaging is going to take us into a closed-loop system. Central Bank Digital Currency. And I realize, folks, that I'm getting off the subject matter, but I want you to think about something. 
What is hate? What is hate? What is it? The way I like to describe hate is an absence of compassion, an absence of care, an absence of concern. Now, have you seen any care, concern coming out of either the bankers or the corporations masquerading as government? I don't want to hear about $600 checks or $1,400 checks. That's a joke. For destroying your economy, putting you on the unemployment line, destroying your jobs, destroying your businesses. That's what it boils down to, folks. Hate. When we talk about divide and conquer, I've explained it again and again. Democrats versus Republicans, pro-life versus pro-choice, black versus white, Muslim versus Christian, Pick your poisons. If they can keep you fighting amongst each other, they keep winning. And as long as you can be manipulated through your emotions, and again, that's what they've been doing, trauma-based mind control, fear. Fear is the way to sell their wars. Fear is the way to sell their control. You cannot think in the way of fear You have to stop being fearful. You have to start getting the gumption in you. Today, I will not be fearful. Today, I'm going to stand. And trust me, I get it. It takes a little bit to get to that level. Well, John, I'm not like you. I'm not trained in the art of killing people. I'm not trained how to stand up for myself. Well, I get it. Trust me. But guess what? You start doing it, all of a sudden it starts getting easier. Hey, you, you need to wear a mask. No, I don't. Thanks for your concern. Have a good day. People don't know what it's like to actually be challenged. They don't. Because they've been so conditioned to be good little slaves, if they get challenged, well, okay. I shared a funny video earlier today. It showed two dogs. There was this little partition between the two dogs. And boy, they were barking at each other, growling at each other. It was quite the show. And they were, of course, separated by this wind, uh, this uh, sliding door. And then somebody opened up the door. And, of course, both dogs, instead of going after each other, well, all of a sudden they stopped growling. And then the party closed the door again, and the two dogs went back at it. And it was funny to watch. And the way they described the video, they said, yeah, this is people talking on the internet versus people talking in real life. And it's true. So few people will stand up for their rights, which is, again, how the crime syndicate wins. Do you know what it's like to actually be smiling at a cop who's looking at causing you harm and putting him in his place? I do. Sure, they call for backup. And again, I don't encourage people to do this unless you really know what you're doing. (laughs) But I will say this. When they say, have a good day, who won that? Who won? When you realize what your rights are and you stand up for them and you defend them 
and you challenge the criminality of the crime syndicate's agents, it is empowering like you cannot imagine. Why do I walk into these maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts acting like I own them? Because, again, I call them out. I call the clerk masquerading as a judge by their first name. Yes, I do. If I get threatened with contempt, I swing it around on them and threaten them in return. Are you threatening me? I am now under threat and duress. Is that what you were doing? Now we have somebody practicing law from the bench and somebody acting with criminal nature. See, because when they do that, it's showing bias in favor of their bomb mafia buddies. But see, if you know the power of knowing what's actually going on in all these maritime admiralty constructor contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts, they have a different respect for you. They see you differently. Now, that's not saying they won't still try to do nasty things to you or get you into contract, but... What would you rather be, coming from a position of ignorance or from the position of knowledge and strength? This is why Marty and I do what they do with these shows. We educate people to what's really going on. We try to explain the world as it really is. Why? Because we want people's thinking to change. I don't want a world where war is normal. I'm sick of war. I see it again and again. You think these bombs are just falling on these uh, locations where there's military troops? No. First of all, they're all falling on countries that don't have uh, Vatican banking. Hint, hint. Second of all, they're not targeting military targets. They're targeting civilians. They're talking infrastructure like electrical Water purification. These are war crimes, people. Murdering young people? Is that honest, ethical, moral? Women, civilians, old folks, murdered? What is moral about any of that? Hmm? Does that sound like it's lots of compassion? Lots of love, care, and concern. What does that sound like hate? To make matters worse, it's hatred for profit. Hatred for profit. See, most of your members were the members of the Blue Mafia, your costume badges and guns. They're not actually going after real criminals who are a threat to society. No. They're going after the average man or woman, boy or girl out there who has done no harm. All they're looking at is, okay, I got so many arrests. Oh, goody, I get a bonus. I get a promotion. I have fun because I get to boss people around. (laughs) I have no respect for order followers who do not question unlawful orders. You've heard me talk about it. There's a very big difference between legal and lawful. In Nazi Germany, it was very legal to murder people. At the end of the war, while it may have been legal to murder people, 
it was not lawful. And therefore, people who were well justified found themselves lined up against a wall and shot, as they should have been, after, of course, they were convicted for their crimes, or they were hung. You want to change the world? You change the thinking of the criminals who all of a sudden start questioning, questioning whether or not they really want to be answering to people. But as long as the crime syndicate's agents can have us all arguing with ourselves, fighting amongst each other, screaming at one another, carrying on like the fools that we seem to be, they sit back and they just laugh. Look at those idiots down there. Useful idiots. We got them. Ha ha. Let's watch the evening news. And remember, that's all propaganda too. But hey. You've militarized the police. Again. That's in Marty and my generations. These paid agent provocateurs, again, Marty called it out, the ones that started the damage in that one city, were two police officers. Now, why is that? Well, Catherine Austin Fitz talked about that. Catherine Austin Fitz explained how you look at these cities that had all the rioting and all the burning and stuff like that. Uh, They all seem to have a central bank or one of its subsidiaries. And these areas that were burned, oh, they were strategic. They needed those areas cleaned off. The owners of the businesses or the residents of the neighborhoods gone so they could buy the property that was now burned out and gutted for pennies on the dollar so that they could make their hundreds of millions when they rebuilt something different there. Does that sound like love to you? Or does that sound like hate? Hmm? Moving on, sterilization. Again, injections. We know for a fact that Bill Gates' injections in several different countries caused mass sterilization. And you think it's not again going on here? I don't know why you folks think a eugenicist is a good guy to take advice from. Or his paid agent who was also responsible for the AIDS hoax. Okay. Falsi is a big scumbag criminal just like Bill Gates is. And again, you've heard me say it before and I'll say it again. Falsi, Gates, go ahead and sue me for slander. Please. Please do it. I have so much evidence against you two scumbags. You have no clue. Anyway... On the subject matter that Marty brought up a minute ago, SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Did you folks realize that in 2020, SIDS went way down? Look it up. Do a Google search. Why is that? Oh, because young people were not getting the quantity of shots that they used to be getting. Shocking. But now what's going on? Mom, Dad, we're ready for trials for young people. Do you want to have your young individual part of our trials for a quote-unquote vaccine for this hoax? Oh, please, yes. 
this? How much money are you going to pay? Oh, great. Okay, sign this little contract here that says if anything happens to your young individual, well, we're sorry, but uh, you don't get any compensation. Or if you do, it's a token amount. Is there any love or compassion, mom and dad, when you decide to take your little one and to be poisoned, possibly murdered? Is it? What kind of psychopathy does it take? Really? That's a question I'm asking. What kind of psychopathy does it take? Would you sit there and hand a little one a loaded gun and then cock it and then hope that it didn't shoot the baby or you? Hmm? Would you? Of course not. Unless, of course, you're a psychopath. Isn't that what's going on? I would argue that it is. Did you have anything to add, Marty, before I move on? No, John, go ahead. I'm fascinated listening to you. Go ahead. Moving on. Aside from war, what other examples of warfare do we have? Chemtrails. They call it geoengineering. They denied it back in when I was a teenager. All all those checkerboard patterns in the sky, that's your imagination. That's just, you know, some uh, liquid coming out of the back of the uh, airplane. You know, it'll go away soon. No. (laughs) Yeah. Do you enjoy being sprayed like a roach, ladies and gentlemen? Do you like taking in those nanoparticles? Do you enjoy how it affects your breathing and the breathing of your friends and neighbors? as they poison you and murder you. Maybe you do. I don't know. Fluoride in the water. Who was the first one to use fluoride in the water? All, of course, under the argument that, oh, it's good for your teeth. Even though it's a toxin, and they know that. That's why people that put it in the water wear hazmat suits, hazardous material suits. The first ones to do that again, oh, that would be the Nazis in the prison camps. Covered something. People were more passive. People were more easier controlled. And honestly, people were also dumbed down. So yeah, you think there's no agenda there? Other than the aluminum companies wanted to save fortunes from the hazardous waste material disposal? Hey, man, instead of actually having this outrageous bill every month, why don't we sell it to people and convince them that they need it? All for the fate, you know, for their teeth. And again, don't get me started on that bias study. Does that sound like love to you, ladies and gentlemen, or hate? Again, profiteering off the misery and death of others. Mm. We've talked about divide and conquer, but oh my goodness, folks, there's so many more ways. We're sitting here listening to explain why we need to be worried about these other countries. I saw a little blurb there just before I got on the show today. Oh, we can't let have Iran nukes. Okay, yeah. But do you think I want the Chinese to have nukes? No. Do you think I want a uh, mentally imbalanced Biden having access to nukes? No. I didn't even want Trump having nukes. I don't want any of these people having nukes. 
Again, why? Because psychopaths and control of weapons is a dangerous thing. It's not hard to determine psychopathy, folks. It's really not. And I don't care if we're talking about the uh, Biden administration. I don't care if we're talking about Trump. I don't even care if we're talking about Obama. They all have one thing in common. To piss off the other side. And why people don't see that, I don't know. Divide and conquer works every single time. It has for century after century after century. Divide and conquer. The world as you know it is not. It has been something that has been placed in front of you with an agenda behind it. It is all a lie. From the corporations masquerading as government to the thing that you call money to the education system to the history books. All of it. So much bias. So many lies. And until you're willing to do the hardcore and the deep research, you will not recognize this truth. Because believe it or not, the truth is out there. And you have this beautiful thing called a computer sitting on your desk or in your hand. And it's a wonderful gift. Because all questions are now answered. Again, I've explained in great detail the crime syndicate is hiding Nothing. Nothing. Bill Gates is out there saying, yeah, it's going to kill people. 10 to 15% reduction in population. Yeah, it's okay. He's not lying. He's not. World Economic Forum. Yeah, Global Economic Reset. They're not lying. The central bankers in the background are doing it all. They're doing it all. And as long as this continues, they have their quote-unquote out. Well, we told them we were doing it, and they consented. They obviously didn't care enough about themselves. Uh Uh-huh. Marty was talking about people assaulting each other over uh, toilet paper. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't new. They did the same um, experiment there back in the 70s. Can't remember the uh, guy. He was a comedian. He had his night show, and he says, yeah, there's a shortage on toilet paper. And guess what? The American people couldn't get to the store fast enough to buy more toilet paper. There was really a run on toilet paper after he said that. I remember once they were looking at trying to figure out how to figure out how many people were watching a television program. I don't even remember what the program was, but it was a high percentage. And the way they figured it was when it went to commercial break and everybody went to the bathroom. So they watched as the water table fell at the source. And they were able to calculate how many people were watching that particular program. Interesting, huh? And you think you're not manipulated by all the wonderful propaganda coming out of your indoctrination tool, tell lie vision, 
Uh-huh. They call it programming for a reason. The repetition of the lie. They have to do it because eventually people figure things out. People are figuring things out. What they take? Uh, we just need two weeks to flatten the curve. A year later, you still got morons running around trying to asphyxiate themselves. Some of them now with two and three masks. Man, the powers that should not be, those agents are probably laughing and laughing and laughing. Look at those imbeciles. What's another way they do it? Well, let's see if we can get them to drop their drawers and stick something up their ass. Hey, they fell for that too. Whoopee, what dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Are you not getting it, folks? They're insulting your intelligence every single day. And the asphyxiation device that's wrapped around people's faces, that's to help promote the lie. What they say, all of us that doesn't wear one of those asphyxiation devices, shouldn't we be dead by now? Hmm? Shouldn't we? Especially after the original numbers. Oh my God, we're going to have tens of millions of people dead within the first year. Repeat the lie enough, people start to believe it. So what happened? They switched things up. Well, now it's not deaths. It's how many new cases? Again, you can manipulate the numbers however you want. Statistics can be used to lie, ladies and gentlemen. They had to revamp the numbers for quote-unquote COVID deaths. Well, actually, those over there, they died of heart attacks. Those over there died of cancer. Yeah, where they're, in theory, there was COVID there, but uh, that wasn't the underlying cause, uh, cause for why they died. Shocking. Not. Not at all. The American people have been brainwashed at a level that took decades to do. The slow and gradual dumbing down of a population using propaganda, using fear, using massive amounts of quote-unquote money, using the bought and paid-for media, okay? Operation Mockingbird. Think about that, folks. Mockingbird. Look up what a mockingbird does. It mocks, okay? The media isn't mocking you. I watched a video there a few days ago. Some uh, um, Fox television personality, female type, went on vacation and decided she'd had enough. And she was popular. She was at the top of her game for decades. And she outed Fox. I can't do the lies anymore, she said. I can't put up with the propaganda anymore. I'm done. And you see, right now you're also listening to a woman who did the same thing. Do you realize Marty Oakley walked away from a job, paid her very well, because she wouldn't follow the public narrative? Because she asked the hard questions. She did the investigative reporting. See, Marty and I remember when investigative reporting was a real thing. It wasn't this all this garbage where the same information comes down from the top and every little station around the country says the same words literally verbatim. 
Nope. Sure isn't. Operation Mockingbird, folks. And how many times have I told you folks, you better be honored to have people like Marty, people that she's brought on as guests. She is so special. There are so few people like her. And she has been exposing corruption for all these years. All those years of evidence in all these old shows of hers. All of the spectacular guests that she's had over these years. Talking about the criminality that's taking place. How they're going after old folks. Murdering them. Stealing their estates. Do you not realize she's trying to protect you when she brings in guests like me? Again, why is that? Because Marty loves you. Now, sometimes it's tough love. But honestly, folks, sometimes you really need to get it. You really do. Her tough love is trying to save your life. Whether or not you recognize that fact or not, I can't say, but I can tell you this. She gives a damn. She loves you. She is trying to save your life. How do you repay her? Bad mouth her. Don't bother to share her shows. Not send her five or ten dollars a month. Say thank you, Marty. I appreciate. I learned something today. Nope. Find a link on her website. Send her a few dollars, folks. She deserves every bit of it. She really, truly does. Because she has a heart of gold. She has a heart of gold. The future is going to be what we make of it, folks. So now I'm going to talk for the next 15, 20 minutes. 18 minutes, because i got to let Marty close out the show. So how do we solve the problem? Again, I get accused all the time. Well, John, you sit here talking all this trash and smack, and there's nothing I can do. Oh, yes, there is. I always give solutions. Now, sometimes you folks are so negative that you don't actually listen. The solution is simple, folks. It is so pathetically simple. Love. Love. It's a totally different frequency than hate. It is so very, very, very different. Love the guy down the street that you might not necessarily agree with his politics. Love him anyway. Because if you think you're going to reach people through hate and through arguments and through killing one another, it doesn't work like that. See, until the shooting starts, until we have yet another civil war, and again, folks, there's nothing civil about war. It's death, it's destruction, it's misery, it's hunger, starvation, poverty. All the things that we say we're trying to avoid are the things that we're creating of our own free will, I would like to add. When we accept war, We have to love one another. 
We have to go out there and say to one another, listen, I'm trying to see your side of it. Please try to see my side of it and realize, just like Marty said at the beginning of the show, just like she said, we can agree to disagree without hating one another. We can agree to disagree without wanting to kill one another. All any of us want to do is live in peace. We don't want to be extorted from. We don't want to be taken advantage of. We don't want to be murdered. We don't want to be enslaved. We don't want to be thrown in a cage. Ladies and gentlemen, love can solve every single problem we have from start to finish. Higher frequency thinking, looking people directly in the eye and telling them you care about them, letting them know you matter to them and they matter to you. Our hope has to be love because the syndicate all it does is preach hate now they use all kinds of other excuses calling it social justice calling it uh, you know anything they can think of but it's hate pit one group of people versus another and what happens when all those people realize All we want to do is live our lives in peace. Go to bed when we're not hungry. Not worry about losing our home and getting kicked out of it because of banking, criminality. Not worry about thugs with costumes, badges, and guns. Throwing us in a cage for profiteering reasons. Where you've harmed no one. Violated some principles of a corporation's policies. Policy, police, hello, sheriff, Shire Reef, tax collector for the king. We have the choice, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard me say it again and again on this show. Again and again. We will build the world today that we will be living in tomorrow. I don't know about you all, but I don't like the concept of hate ruling my life, controlling my family, controlling my neighbors and my friends, and even controlling people I've never met and never will. I like the thought that, hey, we can all live in peace. We can all live in prosperity. We can all love one another. Believe it or not, folks, it's not a foreign concept. Want to know how I can prove it? Easy. You go back to World War One, the Christmas peace. Look it up. There was a ceasefire. Troops from both sides of the aisle. Both sides got out and sang songs, played football, which is soccer over there in Europe to each other, didn't hate on one another. It drove the management nuts. Their officers, and I'm sure back home in the uh, country's capitals, they were going through the roof 
What do you mean they're not killing one another in those trenches? Get them shooting again, damn it. We got money to make. Uh-huh. No, the crime syndicate ended up winning that one, too. You know, I don't know exactly how long the peace lasted. But in a nutshell, it didn't take long. They were both back in their trenches, killing one another, murdering one another on a bigger budget. And the bankers were sitting there counting their money. And the military-industrial complex people were making their bank left over right. You wonder how, how pathetic it was after World War One. Let me tell you how pathetic it was after World War One. The Germans were, of course, the losers at that time. And they had part of the terms of the peace treaty where so many cannon had to be destroyed. Well, the problem was the Germans didn't have as many cannons that needed to be destroyed. So they actually had to turn around, manufacture those cannons, only to turn around and destroy them. What a waste of time and resources. Again, more hidden history that they don't talk about. World War II? Well, again, that was just a setup from World War One. Adolf Hitler? Where did he come from? Oh, that's because he was bankrolled by the Bush crime cabal. Nazi headquarters was not Berlin, Germany, ladies and gentlemen. It was New York, New York. Hello? Y'all can believe what you want to believe, but the history shows the facts. You want hate? There's plenty to be handed out. You want love? <laughs> it is so scarce to find it. We have minimalized love to such a pathetic degree. Love is connection with one another, folks. We've cheapened sex, cheapened relationships, we've cheapened marriages, we've cheapened friendships. What have you done for me lately? And you wonder why hate abounds and love seems so scarce. You really, truly wonder about those things. Well, at least I do. So that's what I want to remind all of you to do, too. Before you go to bed tonight, make sure you give your friends and families a little love. Whatever form it is, hug, maybe a phone call, say, hi, mom and dad. I just called to say hello. Then send Marty a couple dollars as a donation. That's showing Marty love for all the sacrifices she made to bring shows like this to you. Love one another, my friends. It's the only thing that will stop the hate. I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. I don't know how to change massive amounts of people's thinking. All I know is this, the change must first happen within each one of us. We become that beacon of light, that beacon of love. And maybe, just maybe, it'll be just as contagious as this thing we call hate. 
that is running rampant across the planet. I don't know about you folks, but I like love a whole lot more than I like hate. I do. If everybody was paired off and everybody is at home in bed with their lovers, if everybody was at home eating a nice meal, they wouldn't be in the mood to go out and kill one another, would they? They wouldn't be in the mood to harm other people, would they? Peace is not hard to find and hard to get. Compassion is not an unreasonable thing to expect from one another. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's not. Love one another. Because if we continue down this path of hate, we will have yet more death, more destruction, more misery, more agony, and more suffering. Marty, back to you. You're absolutely right in your assessment. And this is what I don't understand, John, about what we've seen on social networking sites. We we tolerate, although some of us have expressed our discontent with that, but we tolerate censorship. Since when do we censor? You have the right to express your own opinion. And as long as you're not threatening someone or, you know, doing something along that line, you have the right to do that. And yet we have allowed Facebook and other YouTubes, Twitter, to censor and take down uh, information that they find unacceptable in the current environment. When did we begin to tolerate this? The best thing we could all do is try to find another place to go and get off of these sites. Right now, um, many of these alternatives are very hard to navigate, and they need to work the kinks out. But they are going to be a respite, a refuge from the censorship on these major sites. We have seen material taken down by scientists, doctors about the vaccine, and honestly, I don't know what's happened. They keep saying, oh, we've vaccinated 25 million people, and now they're promoting a carefully constructed idea of there's a shortage. You might not get yours, which, of course, makes people, I want mine. So when they'll run out, and they'll get it. We don't know what this thing is going to do. It is not a vaccine like you're thinking it is. It does not give you any immunity from anything. This is gene therapy. This is genetic alteration. John, you pointed out in, a, I think, the last show we did about how uh, genetic modification, Monsanto being such an example, now Bayer, they're bought, bought out by Bayer, but where they took a natural plant, corn, and infected it with the cauliflower flower mosaic virus, and changed its natural construct and now claim they own that. Now it's patentable because it's not in its natural state. You cannot patent what is natural. And this is what they're doing to us with this so-called vaccine. And what we're seeing as a result is when they try to alter people's DNA, many people, their, their body won't tolerate it. It fights back even if it has to shut the body down. Um, whatever this is they're putting in people will be there forever. 
Uh, it's like chemotherapy and radiation. It attacks the whole body, the whole body. And even when you stop those treatments, as they call them, that crap stays in your body forever and just keeps chewing its way through. Um, this is exactly what's in this vaccine. Now we got Bill Gates coming out and saying a third shot might be needed. What's the matter, Bill? Didn't you make enough money from the first two? Um, I, I agree with you in the, your assessment that Gates and Fauci both should be charged with crimes against humanity and publicly done away with. They, they are a threat to everyone. And that you have these two, particularly Gates, thinking he has the right to determine who should live and who should die. And as long as it doesn't affect him and his family, um, you know, and he does not vaccinate his own children. Ask him why. Senator Penn out in California, who forced through mandatory vaccination, does not vaccinate his children. Why? And do you really think these celebrities and politicians, uh, including Fauci, who got on TV and supposedly got vaccinated, do you really think they're giving them the same thing they're giving you? The nursing homes. They go into these nursing homes. These people are already compromised if by nothing else age. And they shoot them full of this stuff, and the rates of death are astronomical. Their bodies cannot tolerate whatever is in this, the first and most important part of it, of course, being gene therapy. So we've got all of this going on, and instead of thinking about this rationally and saying, well, I believe this, this, or this, and these are the reasons why, and letting people respond to that, we get this vitriol, we get this viciousness and this hysteria. And this is something I find really strange, John, that people absolutely are at the point that anyone who does not believe what they do the way they believe it is they're an enemy. Why? When did you lose the ability to think constructively, to consider countering arguments and information, and maybe reorganize what your assessment is? Um, I've had to do it myself when I wrote pieces and said, um, you know, I believe this, this, or this, because of what I knew at the time. And I've always said to people, if you disagree, let me know why and based on what. And I've had people come back and say, are you crazy? Why would you do that? Because it needs to be done. And I have had to print retractions or reconstructions on this stuff and say, you know, this was my opinion or my assessment. But based on new information I received, I've had to carefully reconstruct what I believe based on this new information. There's nothing wrong with that, and that's the way it should happen. But we don't. We immediately become hysterical, uh, panicked, and we we fight back uh, in a very negative way. We can't launch an argument most of the time, but we argue nonetheless. I I don't know what we're going to do, John. I really don't. I I honestly, as much as I hate to think about it, I think we are too far gone. I think we are at the end. And I think over the next year, we're going to be something else entirely than what we think we are. And your opinion isn't going to matter about anything, as if it does now. Anyway, um, I want to remind everyone, these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit that takes place every July in Washington, D.C. this year. 
July 29th through 31st. It will be online video again because of this fake virus thing. But hopefully next year we'll be back meeting in person. If you've never been to the summit, you need to consider it. When they do open it back up and everybody can attend, if you're even allowed to travel, which is highly unlikely, um, it is really quite the experience to meet other people, other whistleblowers, activists, advocates. Um, the networking is just unreal. And what's actually going on compared to what you think is going on is really a mind blower. But anyway, John and I will be back next Monday night. Um, I stayed quiet tonight because, quite frankly, I'm not nearly as eloquent as John is. <laughs> so it's better to let the per better person speak. Um, like I say, we'll be back next Monday night. I don't know what our topic will be, but John will come up with something that's got his concern, and we'll be touching on that. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We've had a good crowd tonight. The response to these shows has been great. Thank you for your, your support. And with that, I'll say good night. Good night, everyone. Yeah, well.